Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag NBA. Three-pointer, no good. Giannis grabbed a one-hand rebound and put it in with a foul. Man, that was a man's rebound. He got it one-handed while being pushed. Giannis, Crowder in front. Hand off to Connaughton. Connaughton, back to Giannis. Slam it! Giannis, mid-post, far side. Crowder there. Giannis goes to work, blows it by him. To the rim for a two-hand hammer! Highlights is the Bucks win Game Three. They take down the Suns one twenty to one hundred. PK, that was another enormous game for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Forty one points and thirteen rebounds, six assists. Pretty similar to the stat line from Game Two. Difference is this time they got the win. Advantage in offensive rebounds, in free throws, and a bad shooting night for Booker. Well, Yanni shot seventeen free throws to Phoenix's sixteen. One person outshot the entire team. Way to go, Yanni. Attack the rim. Or get a referee who's got a beef with Chris Paul, depending on how big a conspiracy theorist you are. Or you're just playing in your building and there's 20,000 people cheering for you and referees don't like to be booed. There's that. And I also think that uh, with uh, Sarich out now and no real backup for Aiden and Aiden being so good, attack Aiden. I mean, that's got to be the game plan to get him in foul trouble. It won't work every game, but it's got to be the game plan every game. Uh, Kaminsky had six and four. I don't know how much Sarich was going to give you. Uh, Who's the referee who doesn't like Chris Paul? That was a crew chief. Allegedly Scott crew Foster. Chief? I thought that's a baseball term. Uh, they do the same thing in basketball. Really? Yep. I had no idea. Scott Foster. I have no clue who Scott Foster is. So is Giannis just going to be unguardable the whole series? I'm going to see a series of 40-point games. He'd had one in the playoffs in an OT game, game seven with the Nets. Now he's had them in back-to-back games. Can he carry him? Yes, he can, but as you said, back-to-back games, uh, Yanni needs his teammates because Yanni already did it hmm. in one of the games in that they lost. So, yes, he can, but uh, the, they need the other guys. So, I don't. obviously, he is doing what he's supposed to do, but he's 1-1 one one when he scored 40. Yep. Uh, so you It's not an automatic him. path to victory. No, and the thing that I like is he only blew off two possessions with the threes. Of course, he went 0-2. I don't need him taking six or seven. I know it's in vogue, and you're supposed to do it. It's the way the league has gone, and and who wants to be – everybody wants to be on the right side of history here, right? We've seen that day in and day out in our lives, and so – But he's taller and more athletic. Well, he can't make the threes. Get in the paint and dominate. If he can make the threes, go ahead. I don't care how tall you are. If you can make threes – The whole theory of shooting threes uh, in the analytics is – not based on you shooting 67% on twos. Very few people do that, but he did that. If you can do that, who needs a three? Actually, Go shoot think, 67% on twos. In the restricted area, which I never understood because it's not restricted. I mean, you can go there, but nevertheless, that's what they call it. I think he was 12 for 12. He missed zero shots. He shot 100%. Nice. So forget the twos. Get into the restricted area. Well, they are twos. I'll get to the ball in the basket, and he's been doing that in incredible rates. But he needs the other guys. And Middleton and Holiday were good, but they didn't have great games. Maybe they've got a great game in him in this series. That could make a difference. So you just look at points and determine great games? Well, I think points is how you win a game. So, yes, I often do look at that. Really? I, I thought we've been hearing things. defense all these years. <laughs> points is how you win a game? Well, lack of points. I mean, both those things matter. Wow. I think 110 is pretty much, if you're just looking for an easy winning number in the NBA these days, 110 is a pretty good number. The Suns didn't get there, and the Bucks got well past there. So, yes, you can look at defense, and you can look at Booker struggling to shoot the ball. But it's not just that they scored. How efficient were they? And Middleton and Holiday combined shot 50% from the field. I mean, the 18 and 21 are undermined. Combined them because Middleton didn't. Right, he was six of 14, and Holiday was eight of 14. Actually, I think that uh, Milwaukee's defense was outstanding, and uh, that was the 
big thing for me is the way they played defensively, I thought was so far to date in this series in which I've watched every game. I have not watched every Milwaukee playoff game in its entirety, but in the playoffs I have, or the finals I should say I have, and I thought it was outstanding. They really crushed them on the backboards, uh, 13-6 to there for all the talk in Phoenix about who gets the 50-50 balls. Well, Milwaukee got them. Offensive backboard. Uh, yes, offensive rebounds, 13-6. to And when the, when the game was really hanging the balance, it was 11-3. to So When was that? Going to assume through the first three quarters. Uh, you and your stats. I like it. <laughs> Chris Paul was talking after the game about closing out quarters because the Bucks dominated the end of the second quarter and then dominated the end of the third quarter. All right, Chris Paul. So... The Suns have stuff to work on. Normally, they bounce back with the game on Tuesday, but it's going to be Wednesday because they're playing much later this year, and the All-Star game's on Tuesday, so the finals will go to Wednesday for Game 4 in Milwaukee. Jamal Mosley is going to be Orlando's new head coach, a four-year deal to replace Steve Clifford. So the Dallas Mavericks assistant will be the latest person to try to turn around Orlando. What do you think, 25? 26. Wins? No. When's he get fired? Oh, okay. Uh, so 26 means he gets a contract extension then, right? I have no idea. I wouldn't pay a lick of attention. I have no clue how well, many. Well, so I just said it's a four-year deal. Again, I didn't pay attention. Okay. <laughs> didn't you just hear me? You didn't pay attention to me saying I didn't pay attention. I couldn't believe that wasn't <laughs> what you were paying attention to. <laughs> what difference does it make? He's not going to be there. In I was going to say, now I'll take the under. I'll take. He out. gets paid, but he's not going to be there. Right. I'd say out in 24. Okay. And they only have to pay off one year. If they've had three bad years, that's when they'll make the move. Team USA, first tune up game for the Olympics. They lose it. They lose to Nigeria 90 to 87. Former jazz man Epke Udo and current jazz man Mieoni playing. They're back at it tonight against Australian Joe Ingles. The game's on the NBC Sports Network if you want to watch that tonight. They got like five or six exhibition games. What's the NBA Sports Network? Do I get that? Um, yeah, I'm sure you do. NBC Sports Network. You should uh, have I, I know what it stands for. You just on, repeated it. Do I get it? On Comcast, it's channel 695. I assume you get it. How about direct? Somebody, oh. let me know what's on direct. I'll look it up for you. What time? I think it's eight tonight. It's either six or eight. I'm not sure. They're six offset. or eight? That's a two-hour window. I, Come I know, on. I know it is. You're a TV guy. I saw the schedule for all week, and some of the games are six and some are at eight, and I can't remember right now. Yawk will find it for you. I had no we'll idea. We'll get you the playing. channel. We'll get you a snack. I don't watch get you a lollipop. Shohei hit the ball over the fence. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. You got some weapons. Yep. You got some weapons. And it's like we've been waiting just for the Raiders to take that next step. Yes. Like, how close do you feel like you guys are to taking that next step in contending? Well, I mean, we had, we had, we're three or four plays away from having 12 or 11 wins. Like, literally three play. And it's like, we're so close. Said every team that's ever played. <laughs> I know, right? In the NFL where so many games are decided by one touchdown or less. That's Derek Carr doing a Q&A on the Raiders and how close you are to being a great team. Is he doing a bunch of podcasts? We're getting a lot of Derek Carr sound here day it's after day. It's our team. We should. Raiders are all over. I don't know. Right. They're our team, man. You guys got a lot of weapons, which is a little uncomfortable since I see the next story. is Kansas City Chiefs defensive end Frank Clark. Charged by Los Angeles prosecutors with a felony weapons violation stemming from an arrest in March by the California Highway Patrol. One Raiders. felony count of possession of an assault I, weapon. I'm talking about, I want to talk about the Raiders, man. There are Other teams. Raiders. Every week during a football season, we have Cortez Kennedy on. He's our announcer. Also known as Lincoln Kennedy. Well, I thought John Kennedy. I can't rank it. I don't know. That Kennedy who does the TV broadcast. Uh-huh. What's her name? What's her last? Is that her first name or her last name? Oh, uh, what's her last name? Okay, I don't know her first name. Mary. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. 
North Carolina coach Mac Brown said during a team discussion about the expanded 12-team college football playoff that his players are against the format and preferred six to eight teams. Think any college players are going to have any uh, say on this, no, PK? Why should they? Yeah, that's what I thought. Coming and going. Former University of Kansas football player Caberton Humphrey says the university offered him more than $50,000 in benefits if he left the program and stayed quiet about harassment he experienced from four other players on the team. He played at Kansas in 2017 and 18, first as a walk-on. Later, they put him on scholarship, but then he had a feud with several teammates that culminated in a confrontation between Humphrey and the other players in his apartment where the players threatened him, Humphrey's dad, and Humphrey's 15-year-old brother. It was a 911 call, which his request to hear that had been turned down, but he withdrew from school, and they gave him a scholarship to finish up his schooling online, and Gave him the uh, stipend he would have gotten if he was there and paid to move him and his stuff back. So, But it wasn't signed by him. The agreement was signed by some family friend, and now he's speaking out. So, More good times from the Les Miles era at the University of Kansas. How much more messed up can one football program be? I don't know. I don't understand that story at all. It's, I don't have anything to compare it to. I don't know. I read about it. And I mean, what, what is this involving here? This seems... Usually, you know, when stories happen or there's been something like that you can compare it to. Right. I don't know that I've there's ever no heard There's no frame anything. of reference or yeah, anything like that's that. It's really bizarre. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. The one-two to Anderson. Taken for strike three call. Nine consecutive Braves struck out to start the day by Pablo Lopez. He got Adrianza, Freeman, and Albies in the first. Riley, Arcia, and Swanson in the second. Now Heredia, Smith, and Anderson in the third. Pablo Lopez, a modern major league record with nine straight strikeouts to begin a ball game. Now the pitch. Fly ball, right field. This is going to walk it off. A three-run home run for the All-Star. Max Muncy, his 19th home run of the year. And what a way for the Dodgers to go into the All-Star intermission. Muncy, a three-run walk-off. And Altuve hits it in the air, pretty deep to left. Going back is LaCastro at the wall, looking up. See you later! 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 Astros winning in the bottom of the ninth. Six runs for the Astros in the bottom of the ninth inning, capped by Altuve's three-run homer. Of course, his teammates tore his shirt off. A story that won't die. Off little dude. Astros beat the Yankees eight to seven. The six-run ninth inning. Also, Max Muncy with the three-run walk-off homer. The Dodgers win. I saw Larry the Laker complaining about them on Twitter, and then they came back to win. Didn't do a good enough job against the dregs of the NL West, apparently, for his taste. But they got the win Sunday, 7-4 over the Diamondbacks. Giants just keep rolling along. They beat the Nationals 3-1. The Padres keep putting people on the uh, on the injured list. You Darvish out 10 days with left hip inflammation. And Blake Snell is already out with gastroenteritis. So their big names are, are out. And you're Pablo Lopez there. Bad break uh, as the uh, Marlins uh, take care of the Braves. A bad break for the Braves. Ronald Acuna Jr. suffering a torn ACL right knee on Saturday on the warning track, chasing a fly ball in a game against Miami. He's yeah, a bright bad. star. That is bad news for him to be out. He's a, he's a walking highlight. Yep. Home Run Derby, you brought it up tonight, PK, 6 o'clock on ESPN. Ready to watch the long ball? Watch Shohei go to town? And good news, PK, you can watch Team USA basketball at 6 o'clock and also the Home Run Derby, so you can flip between the two. So 6 o'clock, there you go. Yeah, but I don't know what channel. 695 on Comcast, as we just established. Yeah, but that's downstairs. I'm upstairs this time of year. Okay, give me a minute. Isn't downstairs cooler on a hot summer day? That's what I thought. Hot summer night. Yeah, it's amazing what air conditioning can do. All right. Salt Lake Bee saw their five-game win streak snapped. Sacramento 14-5, hammering out the win. Game five in the series tonight at 6.30. Get your tickets at slbs.com or listen to the game on The Zone. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's 
Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Sean Devney, NBA editor for Heavy.com, is going to join us back on the show once again to talk NBA playoffs and jazz and the offseason moves that could, would, or should be made. Plus Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider at 9 o'clock. Time to welcome in Gabe Gomez. He is the general manager of Syringa Networks, IT security, a major issue for businesses, especially those with remote employees. Gabe, it seems like every day, every week, we hear more stories about IT security and companies having problems, and you are here to solve that problem, aren't you? Well, yeah, we're certainly here to to help out with that problem, Um, and that is definitely the case. There's more cyber attacks going on now than at any point in history, so... Um, we certainly want to make uh, companies aware of that and and offer to, to help look at their IT security and see how we can help them to uh, to stay safe. So a lot of companies are cutting costs, cutting office space and all that, and staying with the remote workers they've had for the last year. I assume you're still doing a lot of work with that. Yeah, indeed we are. You know, as people move, uh, as people move employees out into working from home, there's so many more endpoints to secure and so many more ways for uh, cyber attacks to occur. And so, yeah, we definitely are working feverishly with our clients right now to help them uh, be able to secure those endpoints, uh, get bandwidth, get telecommunication services out there so that they employees can work efficiently and uh, safely. You've been on before with us, Gabe, and you always like to point out Syringa Networks. You guys are working around the clock uh, 365 days of the year. That is correct. Yeah, we have our network operations center um, is, is available. Um, at any time, 7 by 24, 365, uh, we have highly trained technicians and engineers ready to assist our customers. Yeah, nobody wants to have an IT problem. Technology is great until it isn't. Nobody wants to have an IT that, problem and have to wait for help. That is for sure, and that's why we offer that level of support to our clients, because we realize that business doesn't just operate 8 to 5. It, it, nowadays, it, it's really a, everyone operates on a global basis, so we, we are here to help. So how do people get a hold of you? Well, they can visit our website at syringanetworks.net, or they can call us and locally here, and we go. We're ready to help. Syringanetworks.net, or call 385-420-7881. 385-420-7881. Gabe, thanks a lot. Thank you. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson drunken fan walked up on the 10th tee at the Scottish Open, removed the club from Rory McIlroy's bag before somebody called security. This topic frustrates me a little bit because since Monica Seles, don't we all cringe a little bit yeah. when this sort of thing happens? Yeah. After that incident, I can't believe this stuff keeps happening. These events need to spend some dough on protecting the athletes that are competing. Come up with an extra few grand, hire the A-team or something, but then in <laughs> no, George on no we know there's a lot of screw balls out there but you know what that rope it's orange (laughs) a rope isn't gonna do it catch the big show weekdays from two to seven presented by big old tires the team you trust on 97.5 1280 the zone in the zone sports network dj pk brought to you in part by mark miller subaru question of the morning the bucks blasting phoenix is this the beginning of the end for the suns well, I hope not. <laughs> Is that what you heard from your sisters? No, I heard it from me, my heart. Mario has good news for you. Nope. Cutting right to the heart of the matter. I don't know about that, Mario. You're worried. Well, oftentimes when... The best player plays is. the best. Yep, I knew that's exactly His where you're going. His team wins. Yeah. Because you described Middleton as playing a good game. Well, really, it's just an average game. Yeah. But when Yanni is doing what he does, he's making beautiful music. And makes everything so much easier. So when the best player plays the best... That team often wins a playoff series. Yeah, has a significant advantage. And clearly he's the best player. I don't think anybody would argue that. It's just a question of does he play the best? Well, he did in the last two games, and certainly in game three, he was sensational. You you literally couldn't ask for more from the man. He's making enough free throws to keep him honest to where you you can't just send him to the line 
intentionally, basically, the referees took care of that, giving him 17 free throws, and the other team only shoots 16. Uh, that's a major advantage right there when one individual outshoots the other team in its entirety. Sure, if I'm Monty Williams, I complain about that. Uh, and that's part of what coaching is required Part of the coach's job, yeah. yeah. You have to put the bug in the in the referee's ears for the next game that, hey, you know, we, we just can't have this. It's got to be much uh, more even. And look, look for this, look for that, whatever it might be. Uh, so right now, being down 2-1, uh, I really like their chances. Yanni plays like this. They did come back from an 0-2 deficit to beat the Nets. Yeah. Took them seven and they got there. So it's not like they're completely freaked out by digging an early hole in a series. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If you're that mentally weak, you're not going to win then anyway. If you're freaked out, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about game four, not what I can't even remember. When did they play the Nets? I don't I don't know. Uh, I look ahead, not behind. Uh, so, And I look at Yanni doing what he's doing, and it's very, very impressive. And it's and it's easy too. It doesn't look like it's a much of a struggle. It's like get him the ball, and he's got these expandable arms that somehow uh, he's all arms and legs and <laughs> takes a step. One step for Yanni is like four steps for mankind. The Antetokounmpo fast break hit mid court, and you're probably three steps from the rim. Give me three steps. Give me three steps, mister. Sing it. Give me three steps towards the door. In this case, that's what we're going to call it, a door. It's not a cup. In order for a cup, it have to. a cup has to have a hole. Yeah. Or doesn't have to have a hole. Can have a hole. So I don't understand why they call it a cup. I know DB does it, and if DB does it, then it's the right thing to do. Because it's DB. Is it no. basically cylinder the right term? The greatest. Uh, I call it basket or hoop. Hoop, basket. I'll go with rim, hole. bucket, but not the cup. Cylinder. I, I see some big coffee cup up there or something. It's, you cut yeah, the but, bottom out of the peach basket. But D, if DB says it. No. 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 DB <laughs> can get an you, A plus you, without you. getting 100%. Okay, I, I just want to be on record. I do not go against DB. I'm on the right side here. Speaking of right side, man, I went and got a flag this weekend. Put it in my front yard. This weekend? Yeah. Wasn't that for last weekend? I, I only read what I read this weekend. I didn't read it last weekend. Fourth so of I July. Last I know, weekend. But I read what I read by somebody out. here locally this weekend. Not if she, uh, That person, I don't know if it's a man or woman, I would have said it the week before, I would have gotten the flag. So, But once I saw what I saw, got my flag, put it in my yard. Rick says it's just one game. I still think the Suns win this in six. Okay. It is? Well, it's two games. But, man, he just makes everything so much easier. Well, I think he's referencing just one game is just one loss. Your point is it's two games of Giannis going for 40, and if the Suns can't rein this guy in a little bit. And then the other thing is, well, if you don't rein him in, you offset him. I know nobody expects Booker to be better than Giannis onto the Kemble, but if Booker goes for 30 and Giannis goes for 40, does that offset him enough? That was an off game for Booker. Booker's better in game three. We're not going to get a steady die to that the rest of the series. Booker's too good that the Bucks had he had the flu or something. Him. Monty didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, okay. So, great. He's got three days to bounce back. Shake off whatever bug. Well, great if it does, and great if, but bad if it doesn't. Pump him full of meds. Let's go. Hydrate. Flush that thing out of his system. I don't know. I mean, how many times are you going to get Crowder six for seven? So you love to do that and go this way, that way, blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, I could say, yeah, but how many times is Crowder going to go six for seven from three? So that's going to offset Booker's increased production. Yep. So now we're back, to that. we're back to square one here. Possibly. <laughs> so, and Camp Johnson, how many times is he going to score 10 points in a quarter? So where does that begin? That's like comparative scores. The next thing you know, you have Valparaiso winning the national championship. Yep, yep. There was one year that uh, in the in the nineties that Southern Utah was better than Nebraska and was going to win it all. When Nebraska was busy going, you know, thirty six and one over three years or something ridiculous like that. So, I'm not sure how that plays out. What I do know is I've seen some consistency from Yanni, 
and he's been absolutely brilliant. And that takes just enormous pressure off of everybody else. They should be so relaxed because we've got this guy doing what he does, so all I have to do is play average. And the way I look at it, with the Bucks, everybody else was never really no surprise. Like, uh, well, I didn't see that coming from player fill in the blank. Who? Really nobody uh, as far as that goes. So that's from the Suns' perspective that would concern me a lot is because who really went off for Phoenix? Nobody. I mean, Drew Holiday is a solid NBA player and has been for a number of years. So doing what he did, it's not really that big of a surprise. And Middleton is actually quiet in that way. I mean, he had a decent enough game. Sure, yeah, no problem. You'll take the, you'll take those games if Yanni's giving you what he gives you. right? You'll take everything that everybody else did if Big G.A. is doing his thing. And that was just incredible, man. you got to give it to him. He's a marvelous player. And I don't spend a lot of time watching him, so it's been fun to watch him these last couple of games and watch from start to finish. I don't know how many times, probably twice a year, I watch the Bucks start to finish when they play the Jazz. <laughs> right? And the rest of the time is just highlights uh, that you see of him. You know, spend a lot of time on the East and uh, the Bucks, and but he last two games, man, and even in Game One, in which they lost, obviously, uh, him coming back after being out for a little bit was pretty good, especially under the circumstances. Under the circumstances, yeah, it was like a twenty point, eighteen yeah. rebound game. That'll get your attention. But games two and three were off the charts. Yeah, and it doesn't appear the Suns have any answer. So can they outscore him and slow down the other guys? Or, or maybe just hold Giannis to 30. Could you hold him to 30? I don't know if you could. Is that even a word? Should you apply the word hold to 30? Can you hold someone to a 30-point game? Uh, can he be limited? Not as effective. Not as efficient. You know, Maybe get uh, his 30 on 28 shots or something like that. Uh, but that's you know what Monty Williams and his staff have to figure out in these next three days until we get to Wednesday uh, with their time off to find a way to get him more under control, knowing that he's going to get his because uh, he is a matchup nightmare. They don't have anything available, I don't think, on this team that is capable of curtailing him in. They, they need they I think for the Suns to win. They need to have probably maybe a little bit of above-average games for from a lot of different players. So you take Mikael Bridges, goes for 27 in Game 2. And then, and then four yeah. points in Game 3. Right. So he's averaging a shade over 15 points in the last two games. And, uh, and maybe you can find a way. Now, one, he's a role player, and then that great game was at home, obviously. He only had two, I mean, four attempts. Uh, so was just not really involved. Uh, did they find a way to get him more corner threes? I mean, he, relative to what he did in game two, he was awful. You know, he has many turnovers as points. Uh, so I still think, you know, as the Bucks were breaking away in the second quarter, and I know Aiton had foul trouble, but I still think that they've got to find a way to go to him more. Because I think he has an advantage over Lopez or when they go small. Because uh, they don't really play a backup center, right? No one's coming to mind. Uh, they're Portis, I guess, maybe. Would you consider that? Uh, he backup center, but he's sort of out of position there. Uh, I think they have. They should find find ways to go to him. I know it's the the wrong side of history to say go inside, and that's not what you're supposed to do. But again, I mean, he's eight of eleven. His efficiency is great. He only plays 24 minutes half the game because he had five fouls. But you know, he, he had five fouls, so yeah. he didn't foul out. He's shooting almost 70% in the postseason. Now, this is our fourth playoff series, so that's a lot of different matchups. When you're shooting 70%, the bottom line is nobody's stopping you at what you're doing. So keep doing what you're doing. And his mid-range game, we know he's going to be good inside of five feet, but he's been pretty good at the 12 to 15-foot range, too. So, the more he gets, the better off. But, you know, Chris Paul is running the show. I assume the ball's going to go to the right place at the right time. Okay. Well, I don't assume anybody's perfect. 
I think it's an offensive philosophy of what they've got, what they're looking for. And I think that uh, Chris Paul is going to execute what he's told to do. So I, I would look at that. And then they have to look at Booker and figure, well, Booker's probably not going to be this poor most of the time. And if he is, they're going to lose. Yeah, if he rolls out a steady diet of 3 to three of 14, they're all done. Yeah. He missed two free throws. So whatever was going on there wasn't very good, and he's going to have to find a way to uh, take it to the basket. What was it, the, the, the Clipper game, the closeout Clipper game? It seemed like he was taking it to the basket. I think it was the closeout Clipper game. Uh, take it to the basket more. And rather than just uh, rely on perimeter shots if they're not falling for you, I suspect that you know he'll be better because he's a decent player, and so he's probably not going to have that. That's his lowest scoring game of the postseason, so I wouldn't think. I think that's the outlier. As long as whatever he had isn't uh, some kind of injury they're hiding, but if he's a little under the weather, he'll bounce back. Well, once you get in that Milwaukee air, it's take care <laughs> of it. The Milwaukee air, yeah. Every time I've been in Milwaukee, I felt good. I don't know what it is. What I thought, what I thought was us doing the radio show in a hotel when we were there for the NCAA tournament, and we looked out, and we were right. Our room was right about the uh, the room we were broadcasting out. It was right at the level of the flags, and the flags were just whipping the whole show. And you pointed it out in like multiple commercial breaks in multiple hours like that wind is not letting up i mean look at that thing and sure enough they take a shot before the game outside the arena and there's a flag in the foreground and the wind is just whipping the wind off the lake so maybe that milwaukee air maybe that's it it's constantly on the move every time i've been to milwaukee i felt great i've been there multiple times all for work We got more people weighing in. Game three, Bucks get the win. And convincingly, it's just the beginning of the end for the Suns. Is this series going to turn around the way the Jazz Clippers series did? The way multiple series have. We've seen multiple series at 0-2, and the team that was 0-2 turned the thing around and won it in six or seven. Tyler, oh man, Tyler's on the opposite side of the fence from you. We can only hope so. Andrew, one can only hope. Yeah, I'm spe- I'm I'm sensing some jealousy for Phoenix, which is sort of crazy for me. Yeah. Cuz you think they're like, well, what have they done that would induce any jealousy? Nothing. They've pretty much been a mirror image of the Jazz. So just that they get to the ultimate prize before the Jazz is all I've got for you. Cuz other than that, I don't see anything. Yeah, this if bogus hatred for Chris Paul, who's literally taking nothing from you. I mean, your big thing is you have to take something from someone. Yeah, that's well, that, what usually creates rivalries. Well, not, apparently not in this case. Not in this case, no. No, I mean, you know, the biggest stuff head-to-head, you know, with Darren Williams, well, in, in that era, the Jazz were better than the Pelicans, so he didn't take anything. Yeah, I can't remember that. I couldn't recall one game between those two. Not one. And I'll Dar- tell you all about it later. <laughs> and Darren Williams is not exactly a favorite son around here. Really not. No, I'm with you on that. You're right. <laughs> Even though he's one of the few ex-players who maintains a residence here. Yeah. Way more likely to run into him on a golf course than you are a bunch of other players. Ex-players. Well, maybe you are. Darren ain't playing public courses. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, the caliber of course he's playing versus what I would be playing. So Darren's uh, over at Nibley. And I say to Darren, I say, at Nibley. <laughs> now, I've seen other jazz players at public courses. But I've never seen Darren Williams at a public course. Let you know, if there is such a thing as a loser in pro sports, Darren was out of the league at, what, 32, 33 maybe? Uh, And he's kept his country club memberships. And if you see him on Instagram, he's all over the place having a great old time. There are no losers. Darren Williams, (laughs) living his best life. You might see him at Thanksgiving Point. He used to host his tournament there. Yeah, at his tournament. Right. (laughs) <laughs> but not, but not on, not on Wednesday, huh? Not just the, the Friday afternoon round. No, there's a select group of people. They play here. 
you play there. And I was talking to one some high, uh, once to a high-profile guy, and we were talking about golf. And I told him uh, I had a nice score. Oh, yeah, where'd you play? I said, uh, oh, Bonneville Country Club. And he just kind of laughed at me. Because <laughs> he does not play. Bonneville. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Even though it's very close. Although I have seen Morgan Scally and Sharif Shaw playing at Bonneville. So you're saying there's a chance. Well, they're not at that level of income. <laughs> Who could you be talking about, PK? Well, pro athletes. That they're at a higher level of income. But at the same time, I, I have seen O'Kerr play Bonneville. I saw O'Kerr play Bonneville when he was here to be, uh, he came for playoffs. So he wasn't a he wasn't a current player. Although I did see him as a, a current player at uh, Old Mill, and I've seen Ostertag play there too. Uh, when they were when they were current players, the one I saw Mehmet was when uh, he was in town, and I had played with him. He went to Mexico on that Jazz Beach Bash a couple of times, so uh, I had, uh, and then I got I randomly got paired up with him once at. Uh, at Old Mill. So he loves his golf, man. He is He's addicted to golf and Ostertag. But Darren is a country club guy. But, who, I mean, you cannot possibly dislike Chris Paul because, because of Darren Williams. Yeah. I think Darren Williams has largely smoothed over the rough feelings that were there, I think. I can't speak for I'm not being the jazz fan since birth. It's really hard for me to put myself in the position and shoes of that man or woman. And there are plenty of men and women who are like that. And so it's really hard for me to try to speak for them because I don't have that lifelong, almost like as Dennis Lindsay would call DNA, the passion. I understand the people who have it, but it's really hard for me to just look at the way they look at things. I can only look at things the way I look at things. And sometimes you try to look at things the way other people look at things and they're easier to see. But in this case, because once you involve so much emotion and being a fan, emotion is a large percentage of being a fan. And it's very difficult for me to put myself into those uh, positions and to see why the jazz fan at his or her core doesn't like Chris Paul and doesn't want the Suns to win here. And it's it's like a presidential election to me. You don't really want someone, you just don't want the other person. So I, I have a hard... You don't really to, want the Bucks. Yeah. you just don't want the Suns. Right, exactly, yeah. I mean, I, who cares about the Bucks? How, how could you... I want the Bucks to win. Is there anybody around here who wants the Bucks to win? Not because I, think that I don't be, want Phoenix to win. Yeah, I think that would always be the case. Is it it's Sam just, Merrill? Is it uh, what's his face? What's the other guy? Bryant. These guys don't get off the bench. Bro. Yeah, they're not playing. Is it Coach Bud? Because he's from Holbrook, Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> and are you jealous? I wonder if the, how ticked are the people of Holbrook that they're not Winslow, right? Because Winslow at least gets some run. Winslow gets some run. Standing yeah. on a corner in and Winslow, got a, Arizona. they literally have a statue there. Yes. They got a flatbed Ford. In Holbrook, it's 30 miles down the freeway, but it might as well be a lifetime away. Yeah. See, because coming from L.A., you go through Winslow, but you don't go through Holbrook to get to Sedona, which is where they were going, which was the point of the tune. Hmm. So if I'm from Holbrook, you're all Suns fans, and then... They get to the finals and they're playing your native son. You can't lose. Or you can't win, depending on how positive or negative you are. No. Let's go to Holbrook and do some stories. Is the Arizona media hitting that hard? Man on the street interviews in Holbrook? No, I don't think. Because he's been an NBA coach now for a good while. Oh, yeah. He's in the Spurs organization and went off to Atlanta and yeah. won his 60 games and then went to Milwaukee. So I think the localized version of Holbrook is not really news. It may be to some other folks, but I think to Arizonians, they understand that Coach Bud is from that dink town up there in, in northern Arizona. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Stay with us.
Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Craig Bullerjack. You know, you still sense there's so much potential here, but there's definitely need for tweaks. Rudy's frustration, I could kind of see it at the end of the year that he can't do it by himself. And I think the Jazz are probably agreeing that they need to find another guy who can help Gobert in that regard. They've got shooters, they have offense, and I also think part of the equation is Donovan Mitchell. You have to show him and his group that the Jazz are serious about moving forward and continue to be a title contender. You know, I think Ryan and D. Wade are two of the best owner and co-owners to do something about it. So we'll see how much of the cap do they want to jump. I think to me that's the biggest question I have because most teams who win titles, they've got to break the cap and then jump. Hanson Scotty. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision, and the Davis Vision Summer LASIK Sale is going on now. Get rid of those contracts and glasses and save $1,000. Start your road to better vision to Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call them today at 801-253-2080. That's Davis Vision. Yanni for Yanni. Calling them Yannis. I pulled up some Yannis. Well, Yanni is a what? A piano player? He's a Greek composer, mainly plays the piano. Right. And... I Yanni. mean, he's world famous as Yanni, one of these, like Cher or Madonna or somebody who just goes by their first name, right? Yanni. Correct. Well, Yanni is from Greece, as you say, mm-hmm. and his first name is Giannis. Mm-hmm. So he goes by Yanni. Mm-hmm. So, there you so go. everybody who's named Ray, you call him Sugar Ray. Right? Absolutely. Same type of principle. Every single one. Right? Anybody whose last name is Griffin, you call him Griff. <laughs> Right? There's a photographer at the Tribune. I think he works for Deseret News now. He told me years ago he had a son. He said, well, he's going to name him. He said, I can name him anything, but everybody's going to call him Griff anyway. So what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> right? It's a good point there. So there you go. Yeah. I, hadn't really, I hadn't really thought about the Sugar Rays. Yeah. You like, got Sugar Ray Robinson, a legendary boxer before my time. That was more a dad's era. Sugar Ray Leonard, that was our time. And then you're a big music guy. You listen to a lot of Sugar Ray? Yeah, that's what I'm talking that's about. That's three Sugar Rays off the top of my head. There's probably right. more I don't know. Right. So, I know sometimes you, when you're in the mood, you call Honey Sugar. Hey, now. Because you always say, give me some sugar. And we know what happens next. Sugar. <laughs> Pour some sugar on me. Ah, honey, honey. So, <laughs> Yanni, Chrysomolopoulos. The what, huh? Oh, that's that's a, actually a fairly good... <laughs> something close to his last name. He's called Yanni. Correct. So, over there, if your name Giannis, you must be called Yanni. Now, I think it's different spelling, though. It's a Y and a G, yes. But they don't pronounce either of them. Giannis and Giannis. So, and Yanni is much easier to say. But they're both from Greece, making their mark. Famous Greeks. Ready and go. The theater. Greek theater. It's a place in L.A. Yeah. Famous Greek Greeks? Ooh, man, I'd have to look that up. Is, is, is Antetokounmpo the most famous person from Greece right now? You'd think he'd have to be close. He's not. I'd have to type it in. Famous people from Greece to see who else is out there. And he really is a marvelous basketball player. I mean, he was blessed with that body, but uh, I'm sure he has to hone the skill. Just having something given to you doesn't mean you're going to be great. Right, but when you're in that uh, six, uh, 6'11 to 7'2 range and you move like that, I mean, Nowitzki, Durant, Antetokounmpo... Makes you pretty much unguardable. Those are three pretty unguardable players. Antetokounmpo doesn't have the three the way the other two do, so maybe that makes him a little more guardable. Mm, doesn't need it. Right, because he's unguardable. <laughs> but at least you have a better idea where he's going on the floor. Yeah, to the basket. Right. <laughs> now, you may not be able to do anything about it, but you know what's coming. The Suns couldn't do anything about it. I wonder when's the last time someone has scored 40 in a final with zero from three? That's going to require a Google search. 
Or the people at Elias. I would probably go back to Shaq if he scored it. Shaq had to have had a 40-point final. Shaq was the last player to have back-to-back 40-point games in the NBA Finals. Okay. So obviously he is right. not taking He's threes. not shooting threes. Yeah. So there you go. So he would be the one player. Now whether somebody's done mind. it since. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Duncan did. Maybe. Everybody else well, well, I'm thinking of. in an era that threes weren't considered something that you do often. Right. And Duncan wasn't a big three-point shooter. He probably could have been. Right. And I can't tell you that Duncan didn't hit a three to beat a shot clock or something. That wouldn't be outrageous. For Shaq, it would be, but not for Tim Duncan. No, it just Duncan wouldn't be right. shooting him because and of the error. And he played for the Spurs, who still don't shoot him. Everybody I'm thinking of who could score 40 in a final since then would have hit threes. Well, the Warrior guys. All the Warriors, LeBron, Kobe. Would. Yeah. I don't know the Celtics' big threes, if any of them went for 40 in a game, but any of them could have hit a three. Garnett certainly certainly could have. Well, Other guys could have. Ray so Allen. Was Ray Allen would have absolutely hit threes, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I think Shaq and Duncan would be the last two to look at. Shaq for sure and maybe Duncan. I would have liked to have seen those guys who were good shooters in their era where the three wasn't emphasized what they would do now. Oh, uh, right? Yeah. Can you imagine the challenge of uh, someone like uh, Kobe or MJ seeing all these logo threes going up, which just didn't happen in their era? Like, yeah, take one off season, come back, and let's see what their range turns into. That's your classic. You always say this, that the players who are great in an era would have found a way to be great in another era. It just wasn't whatever is going on wasn't required in their era. I believe that to be true. The truly yeah. elite players, the Hall of Fame players. And Kobe, Kobe and MJ, so there's an advantage in hitting the 35-footer. Well, let me go work on it then. But see, that, that, that to me this is intriguing as we related here to the hometown team because you had a beast on the low block for 20 years, right? Yep. And it was so productive. You yep. won so many ball games yep. over the years. Didn't win the whole thing, but nevertheless, you still won a ton. How would, if you took that group and put them in today's game, now everybody, Jerry Sloan, Phil Johnson, everybody, take those guys and turn around and put them in today's game, how would they be? What would, would they well, Sloan would have to change his attitude right, right, about know, the but, corner three, but, but see, if he did, would. okay, Carl, I don't know how Carl would have been shooting threes above the break, but Carl took his range from, what is I'm above in, the break? Where the three-point line bends, the corner of the three-point line, that's the break. I didn't know that line bends. Okay, so anyways, Carl could have, I'm sure Carl could have shot corner threes. He took, he was a pure low post player who couldn't shoot free throws as a rookie to a guy who was hitting face-up 18-footers to clinch playoff series in elimination Okay, games. why are you so sure? I mean, uh, Yanni I, doesn't do it. four more feet. He could have done it. Yanni's four more feet, and he can't do it. Don't get in my way. I'm sure he could have done it. And Stockton I, I know he's trying to be just popular. the green light. Why would no, he? Why because would I don't he, know that he could have gone out to the 25 Why would he try to do it, though? What would be the need? Was he going to score 50? There's no need. That's the whole point. There's no need for him to do it. There's no need for Ante DeCumbo well, to do it. Why do it? There's no need. Because at five out, you become unguardable. And so you want to move He Carl was unguardable. <laughs> well, but you set an arrow where they shoot the three. So the assumption is he's got it. It's not can he make them. That's not the point I'm driving home. Would they do it? Because there's no need. He was so productive doing what he was doing. Why mess with it? Not can well, because, he make a three? Well, because That's at not the, end the issue. Of a, because at the end of a game and at the end of a playoff series, maybe you want to pull Olajuwon 20 whatever feet from the hoop and move him all the way out of the corner the same not way people want to pull Not when I got this other guy over here who's a 50% shooter from two, I would want him taking it. Yeah, but you're so getting, I don't care where Olajuwon getting, is. You're getting layups, and, and somebody's shooting 80% or 90% on layups. Yeah, but you are talking. You just said at the end of the game. At the end of a game, Carl moves Olajuwon out to the three-point line, and then Stockton or Hornacek or I don't know, whoever, is driving to the hoop because there's no shot blocker. I mean, that's what the modern game so is. Actually, so actually, gonna... Malone isn't shooting them. He's just standing over well, there. Well, he might be. Standing in, the... in a corner in Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> but he might be going Terrence Mann because Olajuwon might go to block the shot and you throw it to Carl. He hits the three. Place goes nuts. Woo! Moving on. 
I don't see it. Well, we're all playing a bunch of maybes with those I know, people but I'm played right. 20, 30 years ago. Right, but I'm right. Oh, okay, fine. Well, on that note, when we come back, Sean Devney, NBA editor, editor for Heavy.com. He's joined us many times. We'll talk NBA Finals with him and Jazz in the offseason with him. That's coming up next. Gabe Gomez, general manager of Syringa Networks, joins us right now. IT security, a major issue for businesses who have more employees working remote than ever. Gabe, I assume the phone just keeps ringing because there are a lot of companies who are spreading out these days. Yeah, that, that is indeed the case. Uh, we do get quite a number of calls, and, uh, you know, a lot of it has to do with uh, folks uh, uh, looking to uh, secure their networks, uh, given all the, the press and the, uh, the the issues going on with cybersecurity. And uh, oftentimes, unfortunately, it's, a, it's kind of an afterthought, and uh, we're trying to help businesses uh, make that more of a priority. So I guess it's kind of ironic in an era when uh, everyone's working globally and digitally that a lot of companies still want a local presence, and you've got a local presence in Utah with Syringa Networks, right? Yeah, that, that is correct. We have a, a really a good staff here of uh, highly trained engineers and technicians and sales professionals that are, that are ready to help around the clock with uh, whatever your IT or telecommunications issues or, or, or wants might be. So it's 724, 365, working holidays, and you never have to wait to get somebody. There's always somebody working, ready to help you out whenever technology strikes. That is correct. Uh, we, we answer the phone, and it's, here, it's done here locally so that uh, uh, you know, we understand the, the business nature in Utah and, and the client's uh, request here. So we're definitely here local for them. So while Syringa Networks works in emergencies, you're also involved in long-term planning, right? That is correct. A lot of what we do is we help clients uh, with, with their overall IT strategy in terms of uh, what might come next. And we, the, some of the telecommunication services we offer are designed to help uh, businesses grow their, their business um, globally or whatever their, their strategy may be. We can uh, help them with their IT and telecom needs. So if someone's expanding to another market or moving employees to remote sites, how do they get a hold of Syringa, Syringa Networks for help? Well, certainly they can, uh, they can give us a call here locally, or they can uh, hit our website up at uh, www.syringanetworks.net. Syringanetworks.net, or call 385-420-7881. 385-420-7881. Gabe, thanks a lot. Thank you.